go rebuild my church, which as you can see, is falling into ruins. These are the words spoken to St. Francis of Assisi from an image of Christ on the crucifix at San Damiano in 1205 AD. These same words inspired Peter Doan, the host of the program you're about to hear. Peter challenges all of us to rebuild, not the brick and mortars of our church buildings, but our personal faith and relationships that will rebuild and strengthen the church. Now here's today's program. Hi, I'm Peter Doan. And I'm Leslie Doan. And you are listening to the radio broadcast, Go Rebuild My Church. Each week in this broadcast, we explore ways to put into practice the words spoken to St. Francis of Assisi by our Lord Jesus and how this theme is relevant as we seek to bring renewal to the church today. Our passion for renewal was ignited when we came home to the Catholic Church 13 years ago, and that's when we heard the call to rebuild and joined efforts with many other renewal movements within the church. Now you can learn more about our journey home and our lay apostolate dedicated to renewal in the Catholic Church by visiting our website at www.catholicdiscipleshipministries.org. Our prayer is through the ministry of this radio program and our lay apostolate, we can provide pathways for you to join the rebuilding process and experience renewal. We want to welcome those listeners who are joining us for the first time. We're in the middle of a series that's near and dear to our hearts, a series on what it means to rebuild and renew the Catholic family as the domestic church. Yes, throughout this series, we look at the sacred scriptures, excerpts from the catechism, the lives of the saints, and the teaching of the church as we seek to challenge individuals, families, and local parishes to rebuild and renew the Catholic faith here in America. We are discovering that restoring the Catholic family as the domestic church is critical both to rebuilding the Catholic faith here in America as well as placing our families in the Lord's holy presence for blessing, protection, nurture, and stability. Yes, Peter, the family indeed needs to be nurtured and protected at this time in history. And the more we get into this topic, Peter, the more we have such a burden for the Christian family. Yes, amen. Well, we're on our seventh program dedicated to this important topic. And so if you're just joining us and you want to go back and listen to the other programs in the series, we have covered a lot of ground so far. We started, Peter, with the church's understanding of the family from the Old Testament and the New Testament. We can't leave that out. Right. We looked at the early church fathers, what they said about the family, and then we moved into Vatican II, and we learned about the rediscovery of the Catholic family as the domestic church. I didn't know this, but this concept had been lost for over 1,500 years. Yes. That was a very interesting point. Mm -hmm. Well, we saw how Vatican II influenced the thinking of two pivotal players in the church, none other than Pope John Paul II and Pope Benedict XVI, and we covered in detail their thoughts on the purpose of the family that were articulated by Pope John Paul II in Familio Consorzio and Pope Benedict's um, theology of the family, which was included in his address at the Seventh World Meeting of Families in Milan. So that catches our listeners up for now. Mm -hmm. And we know that many of our listeners may be wondering, Leslie, why the rebuilding of the family as the domestic church is so critical to the renewal of the Catholic faith here in America. 
what exactly is the problem that we're trying to solve? Right, that's the big why. (laughs) Yes. So last week, we attempted to draw attention to some research that can help us see where renewal in the family has to take place. We drew from a recent survey conducted by CARA, the Center for Applied Research in the Apostolate, and we highlighted some data that demonstrated some troubling trends that should raise a red flag. For those of you who are not familiar with CARA, they are the Gallup Poll of the Catholic Church here in America. They're based out of Georgetown University, and CARA was founded over 50 years ago. Their mission is to increase self-awareness in the Catholic Church, so they really want this data to be used. Mm -hmm. And they provide research, consulting services to dioceses, parishes, religious communities, and other Catholic organizations. So you can look them up on their website and learn more about them if you want. Yes. Now, we saw that there's been a consistent pattern of decline across several main areas which are focused on family life, beginning in 1965 and then ending in 2022. And here's some of the key trends that we highlighted last week. First of all, we looked at religious education, and we saw that participation in religious education has declined during that period by 28%. Catholic elementary schools declined by 19%, and students in these schools declined by 28%. Parish teens, as a matter of fact, in parish religious education declined even more at 32%. So our culture is rapidly encroaching on our Catholic values, which is why the family needs ever more to support of the church and the school, and we call it the three-legged stool, family, school, and church. Next, we looked at sacraments and rites. Baptisms of infants infants declined by 20% between 1965 and 2022. First communions, which CARA started tracking in 1990, declined by 16%. Confirmations during that same time frame fortunately remained stable. Marriages, however, showed the most significant decline between 1965 and 2022. They declined by 35%, and this pretty much mirrors what's really happening across the U.S. Therefore, we can see that parents who are the first ministers of their children really need to become much more involved in introducing their children to the body of Christ through baptism and the sacraments. So lastly, lastly, we looked at key trends on mass attendance and prayer reported in the General Social Survey. Catholics who attend mass every weekend declined and are at their most lowest ever, going from 25% in 2012 to 17% in 2022. Now, while 71% of Catholic parents agree or strongly agree that prayer is essential, only 36% of the parents say they pray at least once daily. And then another 23% say they pray at least once a week. And some of the reasons for not praying included a busy schedule, we know about that, a lack of time, or missed mass, or simply that prayer did not cross their minds. Now, if the family is to be rebuilt that we're talking about, we learn from John Paul II that it must be nourished and sustained by the wellspring of grace that we find both in the liturgy and in prayer. 
Well, Peter, this brings us to the question, what are the proactive solutions that we as Catholics need to bring into our family units in order to become that domestic church? Yeah, like you said, Leslie, we want to be solutions-oriented. And first of all, we need to lay the foundations that we've articulated from Pope St. John Paul II and Benedict XVI. These are absolutely necessary for us to rebuild the Catholic family here in America. I believe fathers and mothers must take up that responsibility to implement these foundations. Then secondly, there must be an alliance formed between the home and the church, and if there's a school, even the school also. Each of these institutions must be on the same page and then support each other, and we're going to talk about that later today. When Leslie and I returned to the Catholic Church, we became aware of what seemed like a vacuum in local parishes at that time, 13 years ago, when it comes to practical tools and ministries for the support of building up the families. For instance, things like marriage seminars, parenting seminars, small groups in the parish, and training in uh, fatherhood and motherhood. I think this is improving, though, very much so, but we must continue to improve. I agree with that. Yeah, so here's some data from local parishes also that we've found that uh, while 74% of Catholic parishes reported having ministry for marriage preparation, 70% report no longer ongoing ministry to support newlyweds. But this has to change as well. Well, it's time for a short break now, and when we return, we're going to introduce some strategies that will be helpful for families and parishes, and they can begin to implement those to build the family as the domestic church. So please stay with us. You're listening to Go Rebuild My Church. This program is underwritten in part by Willie and Deborah Wood, in memory of their parents, Woody and Joyce Wood, and Bill and Elsie Brooks. Catholic Radio Indy thanks the Wood family for their support. Learn more about the Catholic faith in a fun, exciting way. It's Catholic Challenge 2.0. Test your Catholic knowledge with questions like this. Who was the first person born in the Western Hemisphere to be canonized a saint? Was it St. Rose of Lima, St. Catherine Drexel, or St. Isaac Jokes? Answers to this and more with Catholic Challenge 2.0. Catholic Challenge 2.0 every Thursday afternoon at 4.30 on Catholic Radio Indy. Listening to this radio was really like the jump start of me getting to know Jesus. This is the station that led me to Christ. Catholic Radio Indy. Welcome back to our radio program, Go Rebuild My Church. Today we're bringing to you, our listening audience, an exciting and critical series of broadcasts. We're exploring the call to rebuild and renew the Catholic family as the domestic church. In our last segment, we discussed some concerning research on the Catholic family. Peter, could you share with our listeners where they can reference some of that research from Kara? Yeah, Leslie, this is a, a great resource. Uh, the web address is Kara, that's C-A-R-A dot Georgetown dot edu and if you go to that website you're going to find uh, just a plethora of information about our catholic faith okay well on this program we're committed to being solutions oriented like we said so today we want to begin to share some proven strategies that will help to rebuild the catholic family peter where do we begin 
So parishes are called to form not just children, Leslie, correct, but entire families. And moving forward, our task is twofold, to equip and empower families to embrace their role once again as the domestic church, a place where faith takes root and is nurtured. So what approaches in this 21st century do we need to take to make this a reality, right? Let's look at five strategies today that will make this happen. And as we move forward into this, I want to credit these strategies to a man named Joe Paprocki, who is a doctor of ministry, who is the national consultant for faith formation at Loyola Press. He's been involved in catechetical ministry for over 35 years and does several seminars, of which I've been a part of. And he's also a prolific author, and he's written numerous books. Oh, yes, and has a great website where he puts out information for catechists on a weekly basis. So let's look at these five strategies to rebuild the Catholic family as domestic church. First of all, we must have flexibility, number one, strategy number one. Why that? Because families are so busy and are pulled in so many different directions. It's more important than ever to provide options and flexibility when it comes to this, Leslie, sacramental preparation. Yes, and families today no longer march in lockstep, having right. their children baptized as infants, bringing them to First Communion in second grade and confirmation in eighth grade. Children coming to the sacraments oftentimes are out of sequence, and that's the new normal. Right. And we need to develop and sustain an approach to the sacraments that involves the whole family. And it's imperative that you not shame parents if they bring their children out of sequence. And right. Peter, you've seen that happen a little bit, haven't you? Right. When I was director of RCIA, I mean, there was so much out of sequence that I had to work with most families, and uh, we helped them through that. Right. So we need to express understanding, welcome them, and enlist their full commitment in moving forward as a family to grow in faith, no matter what sequence they're in. Amen. Strategy number two is evangelization. We love that word, and we love the action around that. Today, it's safe to assume that a large number of parents are themselves in need of evangelization and catechesis. That's not being negative. No. That's just the territory that we're living in. Conversion and ongoing conversion are essential for all of us, and that includes you and me, Leslie. I, I totally agree. <laughs> Many parents nowadays do not feel confident about their ability to guide their children's spiritual development. Perhaps they didn't attend Mass regularly for many years when they were growing up, or they didn't receive much explanation about the faith. And many more parents today are than themselves children of divorce and maybe even a blended family for which religious instruction was just not a part of their family routine, that and Mass. Yes. So do we all welcome and invite and engage parents in ways that were not needed a generation or two ago. We need to become intentional, offer them opportunities to grow in their own faith, and also to be evangelized through their encounters with Jesus Christ. I don't think we can emphasize that enough. And that reminds me, Leslie, of a story about Pope Benedict XVI and re-evangelization. Right. He focused on re-evangelization. Yes, he did. And during an address of His Holiness, Benedict XVI, to the bishops from the United States of America at their ad limina was visited in November of 2011. He pointed out the necessity, especially in the American church. 
He began his address by saying, the serious challenges that face the church in America cannot be underestimated. I think that's a pretty heavy-duty statement. He went on to say, the obstacles to Christian faith and practice raised by the secularized culture in America affect the lives of all the believers, leading at times, in this word, Leslie, quiet attrition. That's what we saw in some of these CARA statistics and data, a quiet attrition from the church, he said, which the bishops raised with me during their pastoral visit. He said, if you're immersed in this culture, believers are daily beset, that's you and me, right, by these objections, the troubling questions, and the cynicism that's within the society, which seems to have lost its root. Then the Pope went on to say, evangelization, and this is quite a statement, thus appears not simply to be a task taken ad extra. That's Latin for, I mean, you just don't add it on to your other programs. He said, we ourselves are the first to need re-evangelization. He said, we bishops need to be re-evangelized. And with all the spiritual crisis, he said, whether individuals or communities, that the ultimate answer can only be born by a searching, critical, and ongoing self-assessment. Again, that's kind of like what we've been doing with some of the statistics we shared. Finally, he said, only through such interior renewal will we be able to discern and meet the spiritual needs of our age with the ageless truth of the gospel. Right. So no matter what we're doing in our churches to really help equip and empower our families, conversion and evangelization needs to be at the heart of it. That's what the Pope's saying. Right. And I know, I think we've mentioned this several times before, but the new directory of catechesis came out uh, about three or four years ago. And what it changed in catechesis within uh, uh, adult education and children's catechesis is that they combined evangelization with catechesis and they brought the preaching of the kerygma along into the curriculum that really was not there before originally in the directory okay listeners this is a good time to take another short break and when we return we will discuss three more key strategies that both families and parishes can implement to foster the domestic church i can hardly wait so please stay with us you're listening to Go Rebuild My Church. This program is underwritten in part by Willie and Deborah Wood in memory of their parents, Woody and Joyce Wood, and Bill and Elsie Brooks. Catholic Radio Indy thanks the Wood family for their support. One of the wonderful things about families is that from time to time, they grow. The Catholic Radio Indy family has added two new stations this year. 89.5 FM covering from South Indy to Columbus and 94.3 FM in Lafayette. And with new stations, come new listeners. If you're a new listener, welcome. Let us know you're out there. Go to CatholicRadioIndy.org and sign up for our newsletter and check out all the great offerings from Catholic Radio Indy. You're listening to the radio program, Go Rebuild My Church. Today, we are both studying the research on the state of the Catholic family here in America, as well as providing strategies to bring about a rebuilding of the Catholic family as the domestic church. In this last segment, we started to share some wonderful strategies that are solutions-oriented, and we shared the first two of five strategies that focus on building up the family unit. So, Peter, what comes next? So, Leslie, the third strategy would be new methods, with the emphasis on new. 
and many parishes are turning to what's called a faith formation program that can be described as family catechesis, family catechesis. This is an approach that combines, like, say, for instance, a monthly intergenerational gathering that includes time together as a family and opportunities for adult faith formation while the children attend a session with their catechists, but they're studying and learning about the same area. And then with home sessions for children and their parents that they work together afterwards at home. So in many ways, this approach is not new at all since it simply calls upon parents to embrace their responsibility to teach their children in the faith. What is different is that time spent forming the adults and equipping and assisting them as they teach their own children happens together. And we've seen this with our grandchildren as they're being prepared for First Communion, that they've had joint sessions um, as, as a family in mm-hmm. the catechesis or the preparation for communion with projects that they have to do at home. Mm-hmm. And um, there's been materials provided to lead the child through the project. And we think that's really a wonderful approach. And then they've come together for catechesis together, parents and children together. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, Peter, I know we've discussed the important role of parents in catechesis in our series, A Return to Biblical Christianity. And in that series, you did introduce us to Monsignor Charles Pope. Right. And just to refresh our listeners or to introduce him anew to our listeners, he is responsible for publishing a daily blog on the Archdiocese of Washington website. He's uh, a published author in pastoral journals. He has conducted numerous retreats and also conducted weekly Bible studies in the U.S. Congress and the White House. Yeah, he's, he's a wonderful priest. So he addressed our problem with catechesis. And according to the Monsignor, he said the church, it started by putting in place a professional class of teachers, mm-hmm. largely priests and religious sisters. Right. And in this system, religious education was conducted away from the home, not in the home. Mm-hmm. Catholic schools and CCD programs were well-staffed, they were well-attended, and they were pretty successful into the 70s. However, it was not good that parents were consigning the religious education of their children to others, and it tends to remove faith from the home. Right, and the Monsignor emphasized that. Right. So the church needs to correct this, right, Peter? Right. Mm -hmm. With the education of children in the faith such a priority, the education of adults suffered during this period and in many places was non-existent. And there was little attempt to equip parents to be spiritual leaders and to hand down the faith to their children. And so you can really see that family catechesis is an antidote to this, Leslie. Right. Fourth strategy that we want to talk about today is the strategy around technology and social media. So to foster better communication with families, it's important to use the latest technology and social media formats, not only to share information about logistics and dates and times and places, but also as vehicles for faith formation itself. For example, Leslie, we can utilize video meetings using Zoom on our computers and smartphones to deliver brief, inspirational, and catechetical messages to the parents. And then this will help them to learn also about their own faith as they lead their children to deeper faith at home. 
Also, because families are so busy, we've talked about busyness a lot today, and are pulled in so many different directions, it's important to be able to provide catechetical experiences digitally for those who cannot attend classes. And a lot of times classes have to be skipped because of commitments at school or sports. That's right. Okay, so let's go on. Strategy number five. And this this is such an important one. Strategy number five is the importance of listening. Part of our job as family and parish leaders is to actively and compassionately listen. As individuals, couples, and families share their stories, many of them will be very complex. Or convoluted. Yes, and we want to get to know them so that we can better serve them. Our focus is not only to administer programs in the church, right, but also to minister to people, to be people-focused, not just program-focused. While we're not counselors or therapists, we certainly can show we care and to seek to heal wounds and to bring people closer to Jesus Christ. I really like what we learned from Father Mike as he talks on the Bible in a year, Leslie. He's always saying and reminding us that we're all broken people as a result of the fall, and we all need to be healed. And that the Lord writes straight with crooked lines. Amen. (laughs) That's one of his famous quotes. Yeah. Well, often that process begins by providing a listening ear when people come to us, no matter where they're at. This is something that I had to practice every day in the workplace when I was working as a human resource professional. But it's so important to be a good listener as a parent or in pastoral ministry as well. The ability to communicate authentic concern and give your undivided attention to parents is essential Mm -hmm. to engaging them in the life of the church. Yes, amen. So uh, speaking of active listening, um, I taught a course in high school when I was a high school teacher, Leslie, that taught the students how to actively listen. And I think that this is a good thing for all of us to be reminded to Uh, how to listen and how to let people know that we're involved with that we're really engaging them and the uh, little acronym was called SOLER S-O-L-E-R S stood for squarely face the person O open your posture by uncrossing your arms and legs L lean toward the person occasionally E make eye contact and R Relax your body and mind. Now, that, that sounds so simple, but the way that we approach the way we listen to each other and the posture that we have makes a real difference. Well, Rem- Pe- right, Peter, that's a great tool for us to all have in our toolbox. Yeah, let's remember that listening not is only with our ears and eyes, but also with our hearts as well. Repeat back to others also what you hear them saying. I know you've said that to me often in our conversations, Leslie. You want to repeat back what we're saying to each other. So finally, the key is always to be inviting those to whom we're ministering to recognize that God might be calling them as we to help them access their situation, understand it, and act upon it. Well, our families just need prayer. So Peter, why don't you lead us in a prayer as we close our program today? Yeah, and ask God to help us to make these strategies real. Heavenly Father, We come to you in Jesus Christ's name, and we present to you the American Catholic family. And we ask, O Lord, that you would brood over us, that you would brood over our understanding, our actions, our daily lives, minute by minute. 
And we ask, O oh Lord, that you would equip every father and every mother to rebuild their family according to these principles that the popes have taught us and that we're talking about today, these practical strategies. We give you praise and honor and glory and ask that you hear our prayers in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you listeners for joining us again today as we seek to connect you as individuals, your families, and your parishes to the rebuilding and renewal of the Catholic faith here in America. If you'd like to hear our past programs, go to catholicradioindy.org where you can access all previous broadcasts. And make sure to become a regular listener of Catholic Radio Indy. Goodbye for now and keep keep the the faith. faith. You've been listening to Go Rebuild My Church with Peter Doan. Podcasts of this program are available at www.catholicradioindy.org. You can hear the Holy Mass every day at 8 a.m. right here on Catholic Radio Indy, 105.7.